0: Before we get started, we wanted to let you know that this episode contains content that may be alarming to some listeners. Please check the show notes for more detailed descriptions and take care of yourself, always.
1: Hi, Alicia here, and welcome to the second installment of Afternoon Tea. In this episode, Jasmine uncovers some deep-rooted issues around race when it comes to dating as a person of color. And we have a really interesting discussion around how we as humans are perceived. So once again, this is episode two of Afternoon Tea. We hope you enjoy. Ben just
0: sent me a print on Facebook that he found from Yayo Kusama, the artist. And I have a print, it was like a matching print to one I already have. So he sent it to me to like, oh, hey, here, if you wanna get this. And I responded and I said, I took her print off my walls when her racist comments resurfaced and he just sent like a question mark. And I was like, yeah, some previous racist remarks of hers resurfaced. And he was like, of Kusama? And I said, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's weird. And then he wrote again and he was like, because she's. He was like, "She's just like an old schizophrenic woman," and I said, "And?" And he was like, "Oh, I just, th- I just like think that that's weird, but I guess anyone's capable." And I just, you know, a lot of thoughts just came up that were actually they are tied perfectly to me talking about the dating app real quick. And the thoughts are like white people are just never, they just always are gonna like give the benefit of the doubt when it's around like racism, him being confused. He was like, oh, he said, I'm surprised. And I said, I'm not, what are you surprised? How are you still surprised by these things? And the other thing I wanna say is I figured out, what was annoying me about these men on the app? So, uh, right, I was like, okay, it's like a bunch of white guys. I'm not mad that they're white, whatever, that's fine. But it's a bunch of white guys that are venture capitalists. And the other thought I had was I'm like, Cause what their, their social media is like linked. And so one thing I'm doing, i probably have swiped right or like hit like on four people so far on this app. Like I'm swiping left on pretty much everyone because I go to their page and I look through their photos and I'm like, do you have any friends of color? I don't see a drop of color on your page. And then I look at like the ex girlfriends and the girls that they're surrounding themselves around. And they're always like white blonde chicks. These guys, how do I put this into words? These guys, if I can paint a picture, here's what they all have in common. White men working in something related to finance. The song, because you can put a song on your profile page. The song on their page is always like a hip hop or rap song. One guy had Megan Thee Stallion and I was like, you have probably never actually put on and listen to a full song of hers you're putting this on your page to add an element of depth you're doing it to seem kind of cool and it's almost like you're mocking it you don't listen to Megan Thee Stallion you're doing this to be kind of funny and it feels insulting which leads me to the fact that so many white men do this in relation to women of color, it's not authentic a lot of the time. It's either like they're trying to prove that they're not as racist as their racist as parents and there's something that they get off on by being rebellious in this way. Like it makes them feel cooler and unique when they're otherwise not very unique. It's not actually about liking and respecting black women. It's, it's, it's wear a prop in their character arc. Or they have fetishized black women and they're only good enough to jack off to in porn in private to fuck in private but not actually date and this is coming up a lot for me and then you see these white guys who have they sometimes take it a step further they will be they'll have black friends they'll be up on what's happening in black culture for the most part but they will not actually date a black woman I see it time and time again I'm like, oh wait, okay, they're down. Or they'll even say they're down, okay, right? And if they're saying that, they're not. But they'll be like, you know, they listen to the music, they dress a certain way, they talk a certain way, they have black male friends, important distinction, black male friends, they hang out in black spaces, They all the things, and they only ever date white, and I mean white women. It's becoming so, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's a front. And it's still racist. And it's still a form of massage noir. I feel like a prop that allows him to continue to be the wild child in the family. The one that's different. The one that's unique. The one that's going against the grain while also adding layers of depth. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's intentional. I don't think it's malicious, but I do think it's something. You ask me if I'm matching with people, girl, I'm not. they They need to have a certain image and I don't fit that image. And also LA guys are so fucking vain. I can't even, describe, I can't even tell you because everyone's so good looking here. They want the quintessential give me a 10. She needs to look like a Barbie doll or like a supermodel. So, I mean, honestly, it just makes you feel like shit. But when I first moved here, I feel like I fell into that, like feeling kind of like, oh, I don't feel pretty enough, you know? Um, and now I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> like, you're not even cool. Anyways, yeah, so it's just like, I, it's it's another thing I'm, I'm becoming aware of and I'm like, yeah, no, 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 I'm not tolerating that. But again, I don't think it's malicious, I, but I do think it's just another thing that they just do. Like they're quick to protect their own and they're very, they wanna relate so bad. They wanna be relatable so bad. And I'm like, you're not, you're just not. And I think because, Culture is moving in this way that's prioritizing like people of color stories and like, you know, it's just it's highlighted in a way it never has been before. White people feel left out. So this is another way that they're centering themselves. Like I also get to be part of the story that's being told right now. I get to be part of the quote unquote trend. I get to still be the center of it. I might be reaching, but i but i don't I don't tell a lie. I'm sorry, this is the Scorpio side coming out when you can just read people before they even understand it themselves, I'm not saying everyone's doing this, but I think it's happening like i don't like there's no way in the fuck he's not he's a real one, but I think that there are a lot of people that are doing this, and I sort of you know i'm like
1: seeing it in a way I haven't seen it before. Girl, holy shit. This this topic is something I feel like just simmers right beneath our consciousness and no one, I've never heard anyone say it. We all feel this collectively as women of color. And you know what, white women, are also props due to patriarchy, right? It's, it's we are all props uh, to communicate a man's status, but this nuance when it comes to women of color and black women specifically, of exactly what you said, that, oh, I have no culture, so let me pretend to have a personality by adopting, certain aspects of black culture. Man, I, I'm i gonna have to like process and really think about this because this goes really, really deep. I think the way that people talk about this generally is how white liberals essentially are so triggered. Like they, they can't handle being called out themselves. It's like we have to still stay within their parameter of what it means to have them as an ally and be a person of color. But the truth is, it is what you said. And I feel like I have met people and know people who, as soon as I start to tell a story about dealing with microaggressions or whatever, their immediate response is, to question it. Their immediate response is naysaying is devil's advocate is, you know, and and yet these people still claim that they are allies. So something about calling out racism is triggering them, which tells me that there is some sort of subconscious racism within themselves right if they are such allies like why isn't that the first thing that they're thinking about why is it that it always has to be called out it's like it's never on their radar to think about and that is a huge red flag to me i am just now realizing this (laughs) and the having the the rap or hip-hop song as their profile oh man I don't even know what to say about that. I think what you said, which is that they that we're props um, or we're fetishized, but to go a step beyond that, they also hate us. and it's this struggle within themselves to take what they think you know, makes them look acceptable in society or cool in society. But the first chance that they get, they will brutalize us. And I think, I mean, especially women of color, but all women. I just think that the level of cognitive dissonance is 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 crazy. But at the root of that, like, what is that? It's insecurity, right? Like, we have something that they will never have and can't create for themselves.
0: Ooh. What? Yes, we have something they will never have and whether that's a good or bad thing, the fact that the option to have it is removed, it's something that they can't have drives them crazy because everything is theirs. And it removes uh, their control. Like they can't really control the narrative or the situation or whatever it is because they don't have it. It threatens their power. It's the same reason why men like hate women. Because we we have something they don't have. We have a power that they don't have they understand the power of <laughs> they understand pussy power and they're like fuck we, how do we control that which is why they do all the shit that they do and pass these laws on our bodies and, and create these really like uh, harmful narratives and double standards because they're insecure it, it is a threat to them
1: Absolutely, it's just the same formula across the board. But I think the difference is, you know, white women will align with them and be the indentured servant that they want. But there's something about black girl magic that cannot be contained. And I think they're honestly terrified. And I think fear is such a threat to their masculinity. And so it's easier to demonize us. At the end of the day, we're powerful and they know it. I think that's all there is to it. Did we get all really off track? I feel like I got us off track. <laughs> no, you did not get us off track. You
0: zeroed in on what's actually happening. And it is it is the power, They're they're scared of the power that we have. They're also scared of the repercussions for their actions. As we know, trauma is passed down. The fear that is probably passed down in in white families is definitely living in like is is playing a part in in like their insecurity. You guys brutalized, tortured, kidnapped, stole, all of these things, which ironically goes against their God-fearing ways, but that's another conversation. You did all of these things to mass groups of people. You were, you, it, it was a, it's been a genocide. Not to like use that word as a buzzy term, but, it has, it is, call it for what it is. You have been killing off black people forever in all different kinds of ways. And also just all people of color, like this isn't even just black people, right? That fear of that coming back to bite you in the ass later is alive and well. You are scared of the repercussions of your actions and and like, an uprising and it's why so many of these like cranky old white people and their whole notion of like woke culture and being so uncomfortable with that or people that just refuse to acknowledge racism it's because then they have to acknowledge their fear and like who wants to do that right like you and i talk about it all the time what Most people are lacking self-awareness and also they're running away from their fears and their emotions. So our presence just rattles that already, but like it rattles it in the way you're saying like it is the, there's that power and then there's the power of our resilience, which I think the more we continue to rise despite their efforts to keep us down, it is scaring the fuck out of them. And there's just no way that on a subconscious level, they're not wondering what their karma will be.
1: Absolutely 1000% correct. And it, it makes so much sense why they would be so triggered at the mention of something racist happening or microaggressions. And they do not wanna talk about it or they try to divert the conversation to something else or they try to make excuses or whatever, because it's like a protective shield against all of that in their DNA. What an illumination. And I think the people who are actually doing the work are looking at, like facing that uncomfortable to say the least reality. I think in the past I could really, I I never understood that, why there was such a visceral reaction to the point where I, I think we as people of color avoid quote stirring the pot, <laughs> even though it's like you know something that's that's we're actively experiencing to m- not make them uncomfortable. why are they so uncomfortable if they're supposedly allies? But as we see you know like you're saying about legislation, it's like they're they're just wiping the history clean because it's so terrible to look at and it threatens their sense of well-being and their character and I guess a sense of like them being a good person which really I think in in this modern day you know I think in the past when we had natural predators it's like life or death that that um activates our fight or fight Response. And now in society, we don't have that. What we have is, are you a good person or are you a bad person? And anything that triggers the, you might be a bad person, sends people into that fight or flight mode. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Are you a good person or are you a bad person? Yeah. That is the new fight or flight because, like, that is that we are the threat. Ooh. <laughs> we are the threat we're not out amongst lions tigers and bears anymore we're amongst each other and we are like the apex predator so and we have the awareness of that and we also have the awareness that we have single-handedly caused whatever bad like quote unquote, bad things that are happening. If it's the earth dying, if it's murder, if it, whatever, it's it's humans doing it. So, and now there's more, more like covert ways of that happening that we're seeing, whether that's through technology, whether that's through capitalism, whether that's through performative, you know, oh no, we're a corporation, we're not racist, but you're really actually just capitalizing off of it. Those are all threats. To our humanity and to our survival. So, oof, that's good. Yeah. So now we're like, are you good or are you bad? I need to know. And if you're bad, I'm coming for you. (laughs) You know, that's the like whole. And then you go and you look online and like cancel culture and stuff is really kind of stemming from that place. Also, like going back to what you were saying about them, like having to admit Like, there's a process of, like, admitting that, of, like, what they've done that they're still in denial about. It's also why that we, like, haven't been, black people haven't been paid reparations. Because then that, then you're admitting it. (laughs) You agree. You think you're really pretty. (laughs) Not me putting in a mean girls quote here. But, like, yeah, it's like, okay, you agree. You guys created hate crimes against black people okay so you agree everything needs to change from this point on you know it's like you can't just throw money at it and then also not change your behavior it's just gonna really flip things on its head and like show their hand and force them to come to terms with something that they'd much rather like bury
1: in the past oh my gosh what a crisis like what a crisis (laughs) they've put themselves into. Man, I just can't stop thinking about those stupid men on that app. <laughs> Like, I wanna bring them down a notch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a crisis, truly. They've really created a crisis for themselves. Why is that the funniest thing to me? Because it's kind of a bird's eye view of looking at it. You're like, oof, wow. Y'all really got yourself in it.